This week, we had a graduation celebration for our high school seniors. And one of our students shared a story with me that I just keep thinking about. He was at a graduation party and he walked in and amidst all the mazel tov, congratulations, so exciting, where are you going? He hears this kid opining about how terrible Israel is, how Jews are the worst, how Israel doesn't have a right to exist. And no one says anything. And his blood boils and he rushes up to this kid and he says, how can you say that? That's so anti-Semitic. That's so offensive. And this other kid continues unperturbed. And at this point, the party is silent. Everyone's watching and listening, but no one's saying anything. And our student keeps arguing and keeps trying and says, how can you do this? And he's arguing back and forth and the volume rises and they're pretty soon they're yelling at each other and he gets so angry and feels so hurt that he finally just turns around and leaves the whole thing. Another story. In May of this year, when the intensity had reached its peak in Israel and in Gaza, a young woman who's in the process of converting to Judaism reached out to me because she wanted some advice. She told me that she'd been having a really hard time. Every time she opened social media, she felt like it was just a world of hate. Everyone she knew was posting videos that were offensive, problematic, filled with hate and anti-Semitism. And she didn't know what to do. She started by unfriending the people she wasn't very close with, but then she realized even some of her closest friends were posting these offensive memes. And so she tried to, to, to argue back with them and she tried to, to, to share information with them, but she felt like she didn't know enough to really have the conversation. And people would say things back to her and she didn't know how to respond. And the whole thing just made her feel so anxious and so sick to her stomach. And so she reached out to me and she said, I want to be a good Jew and I want to be a good Zionist. What should I do? I have these conversations with young people every week. Every week I hear from young people who feel like they have to choose between defending Israel and standing up against anti-Semitism and protecting their relationships and social standing. And I worry. I worry about the burden these young people carry on their shoulders. I worry that they feel like the fate of Israel rests completely on them, on what they say, on what they do. I worry that they've learned an oversimplistic history, that they've absorbed an oversimplistic truth that doesn't equip them to have thoughtful conversations that are necessary to protect our beloved Israel. And I worry that social media has taught them that 
The way you stand up for yourself is to block people, is to blast people, is to post all over people's walls and publicly shame people. And I worry that this just further entrenches the conversation in oppositional silos. There's a fascinating story that comes in the Talmud in Baba Metzia, very famous. It's called the Oven of Achnai. In the story, a bunch of rabbis are arguing about the status of an oven. Rabbi Eliezer ben Horkinu says, the oven is kosher. You can go ahead and use it. The rest of the rabbis, no, they disagree. The oven is not kosher. Rabbi Eliezer wants to convince them to his side, so he tries every bit of logic he's got. He throws scientific arguments at them, he throws engineering, some psychology, he throws brilliant peel pool, he pulls sources from all over the Torah trying to get them to agree with him, all to no avail. The rabbis will not budge. So finally, Rabbi Eliezer tries a different tactic. He says, if the halacha is according to what I say, let this carob tree prove it. Immediately, the carob tree right in front of them is ripped up from the earth as if plucked by a divine hand. Rabbis don't care. They say, halacha is not decided by carob trees. Rabbi Eliezer tries again. If the halacha is as I say, let the stream prove it. Immediately, the water flowing in the stream stops and starts to flow upstream. Rabbis don't care. They say, halacha is not decided by streams. Rabbi Eliezer tries again. If the halacha is as I say, let the walls of this Beit Midrash prove it. Instantly, the walls start to cave in. They're shaking, there's plaster falling. The rabbis dodge the falling plaster and say, halacha is not decided by walls. Rabbi Eliezer thinks, stands tall and says, if the halacha is as I say, let the heavens prove it. Immediately a divine voice resounds from above. The halakha is as Rabbi Eliezer has spoken. Rabbis still don't care. They harumph and say, Lo he. Halakha is not decided in the heavens. In other words, it didn't matter that Rabbi Eliezer was right and he was. It didn't matter that he was speaking God's truth and God's Torah. What mattered was how the other rabbis experienced him. What mattered was their relationship. What mattered was how that conversation unfolded. I think about this often when I talk to teens and young adults. You can be right. And let's be clear. It is always right to stand up for Israel and to stand against anti-Semitism. But what happens if no one can hear you? Does it help Israel if you get so frustrated that you have to storm out of a party? 
Does it help Israel if you just block all the people that disagree with you on social media to create a more favorable echo chamber? You know what happens at the end of the story? After that whole scene, after the rabbis decide that halacha is in our hands, it's not in heaven, they decide to ostracize Rabbi Eliezer, ostensibly to protect against future disagreements. Rabbi Eliezer loses his position, his influence, his community, all for nothing. They never accept his ruling. And it's wild to me because that story could have evolved so much differently. Imagine what would have happened if they're in the Beit Midrash and they're arguing back and forth and Rabbi Eliezer realizes that no one is listening to him and no one is thinking his way. What if he had said, you know, I really disagree with you, but I'd like to take some time to think do you think maybe we could continue the conversation another time? What would have happened if he'd gone back to them afterwards individually and had a thoughtful conversation, trying to hear where they were coming from, sharing where he was coming from? I think it's possible things might have changed if it weren't their reputations at stake in a public forum. In May, as violence intensified in Israel, Anti-Semitism and anti-Israel sentiment exploded across the world, across campuses. At Vanderbilt, my alma mater, the Vanderbilt student government published a really problematic and offensive letter. It was all over the local papers. Both that original letter and all of the elements of, of anti-Israel sentiment and hatred and just not seeing the Jewish community, the weak response on the part of the administration and faculty, and then the subsequent articles back and forth with students and the intensity on campus, all of it was in the spotlight. But what was not in the spotlight was the response of the Jewish community. As soon as that letter came out, the Nashville Jewish community mobilized. Elders reached out to individual members of the student government and asked if they could have a private meeting, a private talk. Individuals and groups reached out to faculty and administrators with the same question. Can we talk? Can we have a conversation? And after those conversations, the leadership at Vanderbilt University put out a statement it was not the best apology. It was something. But again, the Jewish community didn't say, oh, how could you? The Jewish community said, thanks, can we keep talking? Can you come for Shabbat dinner? Can we keep open this conversation? Now, they didn't solve anti-Semitism at Vanderbilt. But I do believe, with all of my heart, that if we're gonna solve that, those conversations have a hope. Individual, personal conversations where we see eye to eye and feel each other's hearts have a potential to change the world. 
Ultimately, that's the lesson in the oven of Achnai. It's good to be right, but even more important to be right with people. <laughs>